Welcome to the Bacon Game Sports Pod. Your source for the latest on baseball, football, and whatever else he feels like talking about. Get ready. Here is your host, Jesse. Hey, 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 everyone. What's up? How y'all doing? This is uh, your boy, JD, of the Bacon Games Podcast. I'm here recording podcast by myself. Should be a fun time. It is Christmas morning at almost 10 o'clock in the morning. Um, I'm just going to go run through these games pretty quick. And we're going to talk about how I feel about them. Like we've done every week, week 1 through 16, 15 I guess so far. It's currently week 16. So I'm just going to run through them, tell you what I think with the lines, tell you what I think straight up. And then uh, maybe we'll do a little bit of fantasy on the side. Just a little bit of fantasy, you know, not, not, not too much. I got this nice switchboard. I got this nice blue microphone. I got some nice... I don't know what you call it, stuff to keep the sound from getting too far out, you know? I don't know what this, I don't know what the fuck they call this thing. It's like a big, looks like a big, uh, I don't know, like mouth, kind of like a gaping maw. Like it has a bunch of rows of teeth, but it's just like covering it in like nice, easy to touch, I don't know, styrofoam or some shit? Anyway, enough about my new setup. I'm not streaming this at all either, so, because uh, I'm just, I gotta get a streaming setup. I'll probably do it on Sunday if I get back in time, although that'll be a little bit of a, a, little bit of a case, but I'll definitely put the pics in. I'll throw them out on Twitter if I'm not streaming, so... Y'all have an idea of what I'm going to bet, you know, when we get down to bets. Um, but I'm definitely going to put in some bets for today at 4.30 because there's a game. It is Minnesota versus the Saints. I have got the Saints minus six and a half. It'll come as no surprise to pretty much all of you. I love the Saints. I'm going to take them for pretty much forever. They are the best team in the NFL. And, you know, even if we don't see Michael Thomas, which he's on the IR, we all know that, whatever, I don't care. We got Drew Brees. We got Kamara. We got Sanders. We got Cook. That's enough to get past this Minnesota defense. That's plenty to get past this Minnesota defense. Um, and the defense is, I think, for New Orleans is pretty healthy, so I'm not too worried about that. Kirk Cousins is a pretty good quarterback. They've got two very good receivers. they got the best running back in the NFL. I think I'm convinced of that now. Um, they got <laughs> Irv Smith. they got Conklin. they got Rudolph. they got some tight ends who can catch the ball. But none of that matters to me. None of that matters to me at all. I'll take New Orleans minus 6.5. I'll take New Orleans straight up, obviously, if I'm doing that. And, uh... Yeah, it is what it is. For New Orleans, though, God, you gotta be liking these starts versus Minnesota, though. Breeze, I don't know if he's 100% healthy. Didn't have a great fantasy week last week, if I am correct. I could be totally misleading on that, because my fantasy knowledge is kind of out out of the books, because I'm... Or, not out of the books, but I'm, I'm a little out of it, because <laughs> I'm out of it in all my leagues, but... Yeah, it looks like he scored 23.7 fantasy points last week. Three touchdowns is pretty good. Against Kansas City, I would... Give you, yeah, I mean, his completion percentage is really bad. The worst has been all season, 44.1%. Yikes to me. But um, against Minnesota, it'll probably be even better. They're, I guess, 13th versus the quarterback, it looks like, per, uh, what am I, rotowire.com. So it's it's a good it's a good little chunk here. I, I think I think that's, Minnesota's defense is a lot worse than it is on paper. Versus QBs, they seem to be okay, but they give up so many points to everyone. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with an easy start for Breeze. If you have him, if you want to pick him up, I think he's a probably pretty easy start. Um, am I going to start him over, like, Jalen Hurts? Probably, even though Hurts gives you, like, a, a nice solid floor. I'm probably starting Breeze over him. But Las Vegas defense, man, I, I might even start... I might even start Tua over Breeze. But Breeze is definitely still a tar start. Um, I don't think that's uh, for, uh, for much debate. Um, Kamara's an easy start. Sanders can definitely find your way into a flex position. And if you're lacking in tight end, I like Jared Cook when Drew Breeze is there. I like him a lot. On the other side of Minnesota, you're starting your studs. No one else. That is Dalvin, Thielen, and Jefferson. You can start them if 
you want to sit Jefferson or Thielen, I think you could theoretically make a case for it. But you have to go against some very juicy matchups for that to happen. I think it's gonna be some very very juicy matchups. Matchups. Um, all right, let's move on. I want to I want to get these quickest. I want to get this episode out as fast as possible. And also, I'm really tired, and it's Christmas Eve morning or Christmas morning, and I want to go back to sleep. Um, we've got the next game. We've got Tampa Bay, and we've got Detroit. The line's ten points. Um, I think this line is pretty appropriate. Um, it's pretty good. It's a ten point advantage for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Ah, man, Detroit always fucking covers, dude. Don't they always cover? I feel like these last few weeks, especially since Patricia's been fired. Well, actually, just since Patricia's been fired. They've been covering like a motherfucker. They really have. It's insane. It's insane to me, at least. Um, yeah, I just, I feel like you've gotta, you've gotta go with your gut on this. And my stupid fucking gut is telling me to go Matt Stafford and the Detroit Lions. Let's go with it. I'm ready. Who's ready? It's me. We're going Detroit to not win the game. I'll, I'll take Tampa Bay straight up. But... If we're looking at the spread, 10 points, too much to give against Detroit. They can backdoor cover. They're not going to lose by more than seven, and they might actually win this game. But I think I think Tampa Bay, I think Tampa Bay wins this. We're going to go Tampa Bay. The Detroit still doesn't have a good defense. I still don't believe in them. Um, but Stafford showed himself with this offense, especially with Swift, who I believe will be back this week, to be a very, very valuable um, offense. Or he's a very valuable weapon. Him, Marvin Jones, Sanu's been, or Amendola's been okay when he's healthy. I like Quintus Cephas. Um, Hawkinson's obviously one of the better tight ends, uh, better start than Gronk in fantasy this week, for sure. Um, even with Detroit's defense being as bad as it is, but yeah, you've gotta, you've gotta watch out for the Detroit offense. They're gonna keep it close. Um, and this, this one could theoretically be a barn burner. Um, Tampa's defense, as much as I like them, they're still pretty young, and Detroit has a pretty good offensive line, so I'm not really worried about the defensive, you know, rushing effort from Tampa Bay. Um, I'm a little worried about those cornerbacks who are young. Oh, they haven't been perfect like I thought they would be this year. It's an okay secondary. I think Stafford's going to be able to do it as long as he has time. He's had time most of the year. I don't think Tampa Bay's any kind of, you know, difference thing here. So we're going Tampa Bay, we're going Tampa Bay straight up. We're going Detroit plus 10. That's too many points to give Detroit when they've covered so much. I mean, they almost beat the Packers two weeks ago. I know that's a division game, so it's a little bit different, but I, I still, I can't, 10 points is too much. Um, and we have a few other 10-point ones that I will take that, that aren't this, I'm pretty sure, so it's interesting. Um, for fantasy, you are starting all of your Tampa Bay. Literally, I'm looking down here, I'm seeing Brady, Fournette, Godwin, Evans, not Antonio Brown. Fuck that. If you want to do one of the third wide receivers on Tampa Bay, I'm starting Scotty Miller, because they're finally using him again. I don't know why they ever got away from Antonio Brown. It was really dumb. Uh, Brady, Fournette, Godwin, um, Gronk, you can all start those guys. Pretty easy. Nothing else doing, just those guys. On Detroit side, I'm starting Swift. Um, I think you can find a lot better options than Stafford, so I'll probably sit him, and I'm not starting Marvin Jones or any of those guys, unless you're in, like, a five-wide receiver league, or, like, three wide receivers, two running backs, three flex positions, two flex positions. I could consider starting Marvin Jones there, for sure. But in regular league, yeah, you don't want to start any of these receivers, even if, you know, I like this game to be kind of close. Uh, alright, we are moving on to San Fran and Arizona. These games are all Saturday, uh, except for the one on Friday, which is today, which is Minnesota, New Orleans. We got Saturday, Tampa Bay, Detroit, then San Fran, Arizona, then Miami, Las Vegas. Should be a lot of fun. Um, but let's talk San Fran, Arizona. This is a five-point advantage for Arizona currently. Um, I like it. I think, God, I, I like it on paper. Um, I don't like it because it's a goddamn division game. And San Fran did get beat up by Dallas, which I really didn't think was happening. I, I think I bet a few bucks on that one. I think I bet, like, straight up and, and with the spread. And I think it was in one of my parlays last week. So I got kind of burned on that. And I'm feeling a little salty, but this line minus five feels kind of weird. Um, I want to take Arizona straight up because they're just a better team. Straight up, they're just a better team. But man, 
San Fran a division game. They've got good blockers. They have Ayoko's pretty good. They've got all their running backs back for the most part. I don't think Tevin Coleman's going to be back at all. I, I, I haven't really monitored his status too much, but I don't think he plays anymore. Um, and, and the defense, if healthy, is pretty good. Um, pretty damn good, actually. And Arizona has no defense. So even if C.J. Beathard, who was the starting quarterback named, I think, a few days ago, even if he struggles a little bit, he's not Nick Mullins. And I think that's pretty good for San Fran. So I think I might take San Fran plus five here. But, I mean, there's like a 25 to like 40% chance that Arizona literally just just demolishes them by like 14. But we'll take San Fran plus five and we'll take Arizona straight up. In terms of fantasy, Drake, Hopkins, Murray, you start them. San Fran, you start Ayuk. I'm not trusting any of the running backs. I'm not trusting Jeff Olson. I'm not trusting anyone else who's there. Start Ayuk, start Drake, start Hopkins, start Murray. Easy start for Murray. Can't bench this guy now. Jordan Reed or Dan Arnold, you don't want to start him, but if I've, the waiver wire is fucked, you can start him. But I feel like if, you, if you're in the position where Jordan Reed and Dan Arnold on your waiver wire, Garrett Cook might be there too, and I would start him over them, for sure. All right, moving on to the next game. We have Miami versus Las Vegas. The line I've got for this one is Miami minus three, um, and I'm going to take them. Now, this is tough because I'm pretty sure Parker and Jakeem Grant aren't playing. But they're getting back Gaskin. And Las Vegas' defense is pretty bad anyway. I actually don't think they're going to be with Gasecki either. I think Gasecki is supposed to be out as well. Or they didn't practice. And he was limited. It looks like Gasecki, uh, this is yesterday, listed as questionable for Saturday's game against the Raiders after being listed as a limited practice participant this week. He did log some practices in. That's interesting. But I don't know. I think Adam Shaheen's like a okay replacement. Obviously not great. Not as good as Gasecki. I mean, we saw him two weeks ago, I think now. Or one week ago, make all these amazing grabs. Um, I, I'm, I'm in on Miami. The defense is going to be able to slow down Las Vegas, I think, enough. Um, as much as I like Derek Carr, thought he's a Pro Bowl type dude. Um, the offensive line's been good too, but he doesn't have anyone to throw to. And if they're locking him down with that nine pick boy, my king over there, who hopefully will get to 10 interceptions, double digits, Xavier Howard, um, I would just, I would just love for him to get there. I, I think that Miami defense shuts him down. So that's what I'm banking on. Um, I didn't bank on it last week and they killed New England and that was really dumb. But um, Tua did have one really bad pick. I think Gilmore picked it off, but he got hurt later in the game, and they were able to come back and stuff. There's no one like Gilmore. There's no one like Bill Belichick on Las Vegas for the defensive side of the ball. Tua has been getting better, and I love him long-term. Not really a big fan of him this year, but he's proven me a little bit wrong so far. He's getting better each game. I'm starting to warm up to him for sure, like I think is appropriate, because I never I never disliked Tua. Like if, if you remember my draft coverage, I was a big fan of Tua. Huge fan. I think Miami made a great move taking him. Um, I think he's the second-best quarterback in this, uh, in this draft class, and it's not close. So... Uh, obviously I have high expectations for him, you know, it goes Burrow, then Tua, then a whole, whole tier down is Herbert, and it's not close. Um, so yeah, I like Miami in this one. Um, are you considering to start Tua in, uh, <laughs> for your fantasy team? No, even though Las Vegas is a pretty bad defense. No. With Miami straight up, Miami minus three, this is going to be a closer game. Tua will take care of the ball, enough they need to do against a pretty bad Las Vegas defense. Um... With Miles Gaston being back, I really think that helps, even if they're going to lose Parker or Gasecki or Grant or those guys. I, I don't think it matters as much. With getting Gaskin back, we'll be able to run the ball against Las Vegas because they can do whatever they want against Las Vegas. And they're going to get to 10 wins, and Las Vegas is going to be eliminated. Unfortunately, as much as I like them this year, they just don't have a defense, and that's really biting them in the ass. So that's where we're at this one. You want to start Jacobs, that's fine. I don't think you want to trust Aguilar Ruggs. I think was activated recently. Renfro, Jones. You're not trusting any of those guys. That seems that's a fool's errand if I ever saw one. A complete fool's errand. Uh, so don't start them. You don't need to do that. Waller's a start. Derek Carr is a bad not start, definitely. Um, I'd start two over him for sure. Um, so yeah, I think that's good for that game. We're taking Miami with a good defense. 
versus the Raiders good offense, but Miami's got better defense than the Vegas have a better offense than, than the Raiders have a good offense. And Miami's offense isn't too bad. They're getting Gaskin back, like I said. I'm I'm pretty in on on uh, on Miami, and I've been in on them for a while, so you know what it is. Now let's move over to Sunday. We've got Sunday. First game I got on the list is the Giants versus the Baltimore Ravens. Um, is Daniel Jones gonna play? Let's, let's take a let's take a quick peek. Is Daniel Jones supposed to play? He was limited in practice. He looks on track for Week 16. Joe Judge said he's heading in the right direction. So eh, I think uh, I think we'll, we'll we'll see about this. I I think uh, I think he probably will play. But does it matter? Eh, not really. You know what does matter? Let me check on this because I'm not 100% certain right now. But let me check the Giants injury report. Let's check. Because the only thing I'm looking out for, take a guess. I'll give you like two seconds to guess. Ready? One, two. The only thing I want to see is a James Bradbury practicing. And I... This injury report doesn't even have the Thursday or Friday practice. Did they not practice on Thursday or Friday? Am I dumb? Interesting. I'm looking at the injury report on thegiants.com. And I'm only seeing Tate, Pert, Holmes, Ingram, and Jones all limited on Wednesday. And then no other designations. I am seeing Clayus Campbell... Limited practice, Des limited. I am seeing Marcus Peters as a DNP and Jimmy Smith as a DNP. Marquise Brown, Ingram. That's a lot of injuries, man. Holy shit. We gotta, I gotta do a little bit more digging now, right? Let's see. Let's go to the Giants wire. That might be better. Um, Daniel Jones looks okay to go. It, am I? It was Bradbury just on the COVID list? Is he good now? James Bradbury. Might. Giants. Oh, okay, so it was a COVID thing, and it was related to the Jets, and he, he's just fine now, I guess, right? I guess he didn't have COVID. I thought he had COVID, actually. It's hard to keep up with this shit, you know? He was in an uncontrollable accident. Oh my god. That's a quote from him. Jesus Christ. Alright, he looks like he's gonna be good. So that is a little bit troubling. Um, I, I'm gonna take Baltimore straight up, because, obviously, I'm gonna take Baltimore straight up. Um, but I'm gonna take the Giants plus ten and a half. That's what the line is right now. I can't believe the line hasn't moved with the Bradbury news. Or I guess the Bradbury news isn't really like recent, but it's it's a little bit of news to me. Um, we're gonna we're gonna take the Giants plus ten and a half, and I might even bet on the Giants to win this one if the odds are good enough. Let me let me check on the the sports book real quick. Um, the Giants are plus three eighty five. Ooh, that feels that feels nice. I feel like Vegas is having that ten and a half points to scare people away and not look at the injury report. Be like, hey. They're, like, top two cornerbacks besides Humphrey, so I'm still not convinced is fully healthy um, against the Giants. And uh, I'm kind of cringing if we get Gallman back. But again, this game could be a total blowout. And fucking, we don't see. The Baltimore defense just suffocates Jones. He can't do anything. The pass rush gets to him. He can't, no one can block on that team, as surprising as that is. Um, and, it, and it's real bad, but eh, I like the Giants in this one. I like the Giants' D, actually, a decent amount when we get Bradbury back. Um, we can go on Bradbury Island, and then it makes the defensive planning so much easier, especially handle Lamar. I think Bradbury's a pretty good tackler, too. So, we can handle that. We can actually look up his grade on PFF, because I'm, I'm curious, but I feel like he is a very good tackler. Um, and that's such, that's such a key part to a corner. Like, Jalen Ramsey does not get, you know, he's a great coverage corner, he's a great man-to-man guy, but he does not get enough credit for how, how well he can tackle, you know? I think that's an underrated part of, like, you know, these guys' games, especially for really good cornerbacks. Um, let's see what Bradbury... His, he doesn't have a coverage, this is coverage, does he have a tackling grade here, or am I dumb? Run defense grade is 70, I'll use that as a tackling grade, that's pretty good for, for a cornerback like that. Um, yeah, okay, so we are looking at 10 and a half, I'll take Baltimore straight up, but I'll take the Giants plus 10 and a half, I'm, I feel like I'm getting a little bit, 
greedy with considering taking them straight up, but I'm, I've considered it, which should speak a lot, I think. Um, uh, in terms of fantasy starting, I I kind of don't want to start Lamar in this. I'll start J.K. Dobbins, although there's a very good defensive line from the Giants. I think you want to avoid all the Baltimore guys if you can, even avoiding... I mean, Andrews, you probably have to start because you don't have a better tight end, so that's fine. You can start him. I don't think that's a big deal, but I, he's probably the only one I want to start. And on the Giants' side, I'll start Gallman, and if Shepard, Slayton, and Tate are all playing, and Evan Ingram, <laughs> I ain't starting anything besides Ingram, I guess. So these two tight ends are the only ones I really want to start in this game, because I feel like it could be the Giants get some leeway on, on their offensive side because Baltimore isn't fully healthy, and Baltimore's going against a pretty healthy Giants defense. This could be what the over-under is, 43 and a half. That's a low over-under. I don't think you want to start any guys in this one, right? And, and I pretty much agree with that valuation. That, that sounds really smart. And we're not starting anyway except the tight ends, because there's no tight ends left. Um, but yeah, we're, we're moving on from this. I'm I'm considering, though, if you want to place money on the Giants, and you feel, you're feel feeling lucky, you're feeling like the, the Jets did something good last week, and you want the Giants to do something good this week, you go with them, and you fucking do it. Because I, I don't hate it. Alright, let's move on to Cincinnati versus Houston. Um, the line is 7.5. Minus, uh, Houston is minus 7.5. Um, I, I wonder why the line looks like that. Is it because Brandon Allen's supposed to be able to play again and they're not starting Finley? I didn't think Finley looked that good. He was just able to run the ball enough to beat Pittsburgh. But I think you're going to need to do a little bit more against Houston. Um, David Johnson looked fucking amazing in the past, uh, past game last week. And I hopefully expect Watson to feed him again. Um, I, Cincinnati has some pretty good defensive players, actually, just not on the line. So even if they run the ball, and they're a pretty shitty running team, even if they run the ball with David Johnson, he's probably, like, one of my starts of the week. Love him so much. Uh, but anyway, getting back to the reason, or what I've got, I think I'm taking Cincinnati plus 7.5. I think that's pretty clear. More than a touchdown. If it goes down to 7, I consider taking Houston. But more than a touchdown, I think we're all in on Cincinnati. To straight up win this one, I feel like Cincinnati could do it. Watson can't do it all he really can't do it all without a very good wide receiver and will fuller was that very good wide receiver if fuller was healthy and going it'd be an easy cincinnati loss for me i'd probably take houston minus seven and a half but without fuller i'm i'm pretty in on houston and i feel like it's weird for vegas to not play up the cincinnati hype from being pittsburgh but i guess that's probably not where the sharks are right now you know so we're gonna go houston straight up at cincinnati plus points and i love that i love it i'm into it i could switch to cincinnati straight up but i'm not there yet um, in terms of fantasy stuff, like I said, David Johnson probably my start of the week. He can't sit Watson. Uh, I don't know which one I like, QT or Hanson better, but I like Chad Hanson next year to check it out, especially if they lose any of these wide receivers. Like if they lose Fuller or something like that, and they roll with Chad Hanson as the third wide receiver, or really the second wide receiver, while Kiki's in the slot probably. Um, yeah, I like that a lot. So Chad Hanson is like a dynasty stash. It's like not bad. I'm still also for tight end. If you're feeling weird and you don't want to do it or you might want to do it, I could consider starting Aikens. He had one really, really inspired performance where he just caught the ball. Watson puts it anywhere he needs to all the time. And as long as you can catch, I think Aikens can still catch. Um, You'll be great. And I think it's worth a shot depending on like where you end up on Sunday before Sunday. If you know you have a bunch of games on like Friday, like today or on Saturday, you could definitely consider starting Aikens if you're, if you're trailing because he, he's a pretty big boom guy. I don't think there's... There's definitely room for four, or for a low floor, um, but man, there's room for a low floor on every tight end, am I right? Like, come on. So, I don't hate Aikens as a start. Um, on Cincinnati's side, I wouldn't buy into the Geo trap too much, but he sits a pretty shit defense, so you can start whoever the fuck you want on, on Cincinnati, besides the quarterback. Don't start Brandon Allen, or, or Finley. Uh, don't do that. It's not worth it. But I think you start Higgins and Boyd. Fuck, Crane. But you can start those guys, Bernard, Boyd, and Higgins, and I'm, I'm into it, definitely, 100% into it. Um, 
yeah, you know, Cincinnati's defense actually showed me some pretty good stuff. I like Alexander a lot on that defense. I like their cornerbacks. I like Alexander. I like Bates. Obviously, he's having a great year. Everyone's saying it. So, you know, whatever. PFF's shouting it from the rooftops. They said it on, like, the, the Monday night game. He's having a pretty great year. Um, And I think the defense is still... I think even before last week, people were like, oh, this defense isn't that good. They might have, like, one or two good players. But I think it legitimately could actually be a pretty good defense. Um, I, I'm definitely not convinced it's a bad defense by any stretch of the imagination. So, um, yeah, those are the starts for me. I feel pretty good about that. Um, yeah, I'll take Cincinnati plus seven and a half and I'll take Houston straight up, but I'm feeling a little weird. This one, this next one, we're moving on to the next game. It's Chicago and Jacksonville. And I don't know why this spread is seven and a half. I don't even know if Minshew's going to start or Glennon's going to start or who the fuck is going to start, but I know he's going to start in Chicago and it's Mitch Trubisky and if Mitch Trubisky starting, Jacksonville's going to lose by 14. And I think that's great. I want the number one pick for the Jags. So fuck it. Um, Mitch Trubisky, Robinson, A-Rob, Montgomery, these guys are going to run train all over Jacksonville. If you need to start a tight end too, I don't hate Komet. It's getting late this season. I feel like tight ends could be, rookie tight ends could be a little bit better at this point. You could start Jimmy Graham too if you want. Tight ends always kill the Jaguars, although a little bit less than this year. I think it's Miles Jack's play and a little bit of the, the safety plays are pretty good against tight ends, but I still like them. I like Chicago to blow the fuck, the Jaguars the fuck out. Take them on a seven and a half. Take Chicago straight up. It's easy. Not worth it. Um... We got, on the other side of the ball, I don't know who's going to start for quarterbacks, so I don't I don't think you can ever start quarterbacks. And this is the Chicago Bears defense still. I don't think I don't think they're going to rest anyone. I don't think there's any of that shit going on. I think it's going to be pretty good for um for the Chicago defense. I think they're going to be pretty healthy. So this is a zero-start Jaguars for me, unless James Robinson is playing. And I think he might not play in this one. I think Marone might hold him out, or at least limit him. So look at Robinson very cautiously. Even if he does get the start, this could be one of those phantom starts you see in like week 16 and week 17 sometimes. It could very easily be a phantom start. And, uh, you know, that's on you, man. You decide what you want to do. I love Robinson if he plays. Um, but, man, he, he could definitely get pulled out. And I would hate for you to lose your fantasy championship because Doug Marone is kind of a shitty coach. And he pulled Robinson because he needs to save him for next season, which isn't a bad coaching idea. But, you know, I just don't like Marone and take any chance to shit on him I can. So... It is what it is. I'm not starting Chark either. Sit him. Bench him. He's going against two tough cornerbacks, a good secondary. There's going to be a shit ton of pass rush in Minshew or um, Mike Lennon's fa face. It's it's not going to be good. It's going to be real bad. Like, they got blown out by the fucking Baltimore Ravens last week. The Chicago defense is better than the Ravens defense right now. I believe that wholeheartedly. If the Ravens defense is fully healthy. I like them better, but it's not and it won't be uh, this week like we just talked about. So, um, yeah, we're going that. This is an easy one. Montgomery's a great start. You saw him breaking tackles all the time. He's going to do that against the Jaguars. They can't stop the run. Um, as much as I still think they have a good blueprint to do that, they just can't stop the run. Robinson's going to have a great game, but you know, you could start Mitch even. I, I'm, I'm still on the Mitch train. You know, I lost my last week because I didn't start Baker over Mitch. You know, Mitch only scored like 14 points. It wasn't great, but Jacksonville still doesn't have any cornerbacks. They're still injured. They're not playing. It is going to be a real bad game for Jacksonville. Chicago runs it over. So Mitch can get three touchdowns in the first half and then you're pretty satisfied. I'm not saying it's a terrible start. But um, I know people don't want to do it, but it's not a terrible start at all. Jacksonville's terrible defense against the pass. Let's move on to Atlanta and Kansas City. The spread is 10.5 points. That seems like a lot. Um, it seems like a lot. And I have to take Atlanta on that. Atlanta plays well at the end of the season. I believe Julio's going to play. They're using Ito Smith-Moore, who I like a lot. Um, honestly... Raheem Morris said Wednesday that Jones is closer to playing. Who gives a fuck if he plays or not? 10.5 is too many points for Kansas City. Their defense is not where it was last year. They're not that good. 
Uh, Matt Ryan still has good players. Russell Gage is having a really inspired last, last few games of the season. He's getting the ball a lot, too, which makes him definitely a start in this game. You start all the wide receivers and the running backs and quarterback on Atlanta. Kansas City defense is not good. They're going to be able to get points against them. This is going to be less than 10.5 points. I'll take Kansas City straight up because they're not losing another game unless they sit guys. Um, but we're taking Atlanta, and that's an easy one for me. On the Kansas City side for fantasy, um, you can start Mahomes. You can start Tyreek. You can't start Watkins. I was surprised to see Michael Hardman getting a bunch of touches, but I think he's great, and I think Andy Reid just needs to use him more. I don't often criticize Andy Reid, but man, use your weapons when they're available, and Michael Hardman is a great weapon to use. Use him. He's an okay start if you need someone, obviously, and you can't sit Kelsey because he's the leading one. I think he's still the leading uh, leading uh, re receiving yard, so you can't sit him. But if you're thinking about putting Le'Veon Bell and just you know, stacking him in the lineup, I want you to just consider it at the beginning of the year. Where did Clyde edwards getting get drafted at the beginning of the year? He was 108, right? I know he's not going to play. He's doubtful. I don't think he's going to play. But obviously, if we think we're getting in the mind of Andy Reid, and we're just like, oh, plug and play running back, plug and play. Oh, they traded for Le'Veon Bell. It's going to be a split carry. Oh, it's going to be fine. This is all going to be good. That didn't fucking happen for Le'Veon Bell. I don't know why people are expecting Le'Veon Bell to just come in there and take over the role and do everything he wants, and he'll be really great. He'll be an easy fantasy start. Do you really want to start your fantasy championship with fucking Le'Veon Bell in there, who you have no idea what his workload's going to be like? No, you absolutely do not. This is going to be a shootout. The over-under is 54 points. Kansas City is going to score 35 of them, but uh, I don't think Le'Veon Bell is going to score that much of them. If you're feeling lucky, you can do it. He's got a high ceiling, but man, is that floor like three or like 10 carries for 30 yards and that's it. And like two catches, maybe. That is a low floor that I do not want to bet my fucking championship on. Don't do it. You will regret it, I believe. Um, but he could have a great game. He could score like two touchdowns because they're juggernaut offense, but I don't even know how much he's going to get used. So will he have those opportunities? Not sure. Still like, still like him as a player, though, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, yeah, I think I... Did I explain my reasoning enough for this game? I think Atlanta's defense is, again, playing better than people think. Not that it matters against Kansas City late in the season, because Kansas City dominates late in the season, but I still think that Atlanta's going to be able to cover enough, and the defense will be good enough, where Kansas City's defense isn't good enough for them to keep in this game. And hey, I mean, Kansas City isn't playing for too much. If this game gets kind of close, or they're feeling weird about Mahomes, maybe he's getting hit too much, they could just pull him. Andy Reid's a smart guy. He might just pull him and see what happens. Um, but that's fine. Anyway, let's move on to the Cleveland versus the Jets game. This line is Cleveland nine and a half, and that's only because the fucking Jets won last week. They're not good. They're not going to win another game this season. Well, they're not going to win this game, and they're not going to... They could win against the Patriots, because that's a division game, and anything can go there, but it's not going to happen. This line is way too short, nine and a half. We're taking easy Cleveland nine and a half. We're taking easy Cleveland to win. They're going to... There's no Quinn Williams. Uh, he's on the IR for the rest of the season with a neck injury, although he did look pretty dope in his Instagram photos. He looked pretty dope. He's a cool guy. Um... But yeah, there, there's no, there's no him. Uh, that's what really gave the Rams fits last week. You know, pressure up the middle really fucks with Goff, especially. It fucks with a lot of quarterbacks, like Drew Brees too. Um, and that really got to him last week. And, uh, you know, Goff isn't great under pressure. We all know that. But I don't think they're going to be able to do it against Cleveland. Cleveland's going to run the ball. They have a way better offensive line. They got probably the best offensive line in the league behind uh, Tampa Bay, I think. So they're going to run the ball. Nick Chubb's one of the best running backs in the NFL. Uh, you just run it like that, and you run it all game which makes me a little nervous for Higgins and Landry. But if you had to pick one of them, I'm picking Higgins because the deep ball threat. Baker's been great. The Jets don't have a defense. This is going to be more than 9.5. This is, like, I'll take this point spread up to 14.5. I don't care. The Jets, if this is an overreaction to the Jets winning last week against a very good team that has sputtered at some times, especially against New York teams, even though they didn't lose the Giants. They think they only won by, like, five points in, like, week two or three, which is crazy. Um, so yeah, I'm not starting any of these guys. It's a good audition for Sam Darnold, though, against a pretty good defense in Cleveland to see if he's still got some spark left in him, so if he's got something left for the audition for the next team he's traded for, like, a third-round pick, uh, when the Jets draft a quarterback at two, or one even. They still could definitely get one. The Jaguars could pull some dumbass shit in Week 17 against Indy and actually win a game for no discernible reason, and then, you know, we're at where we're at, you know? Anyway, 
Um, so I think actually my reasoning pretty good. Cleveland defense is okay, um, but I don't care about that because the Jets offense is pretty bad uh, with Starnold at quarterback. I'm still not buying it, obviously. I like Mims, though. I like Crowder. He's coming on a little bit. Um, if you had to pick one of these Jets wide receivers to start, I think I'm in on Mims. Um, I'm not starting either of these tight ends. You don't want to do that unless you're real desperate, which is definitely possible. But, like, I, I'd rather start Hooper, I guess, over, like, Ebron or, like, anyone on Indy. Um, but, like, I'd rather start Cook over him. You know, Hurst, I'd rather start Komet. I could even see myself starting Tyler Eifert, possibly, over Hooper. Um, just for that touchdown potential, like, late in the game. You have to wait till late in the game to try and get that, but mm, it's possible still. Um... Yeah, I just, I don't like those tight ends. I'm not starting Herndon or anyone on the Jets' tight ends. You don't want to start any of these wide receivers. I'm not starting Frank Gore. There's no way you should need to start Frank Gore. Don't do it. Or any of the other running backs on the Jets, who I don't even know who they are. Um, who's left, really. So, yeah, I mean, it's pretty pretty easy game to pick. We got Cleveland 9.5, we got Cleveland straight up. That's an easy one for me. I don't think that'll change much. Oh boy, the next game. This is a tough one, because I don't know what to do here. It is Indianapolis versus Pittsburgh. And, man... I, I I don't know what to do here. The spread is one and a half, um, and I really want to take Pittsburgh. I really do, but I feel like I've been underrating Indianapolis for most of the year. Phil Rivers has done a really inspired job coming down the stretch for Indianapolis. Really impressed with his play so far uh, at the back half of the season. I wonder if that has anything to do with Michael Pittman, Pascal, you know, this wide receiver's getting hot, T.Y. Hilton looking really good. I wonder if it's something to do with that. Probably does, because this Indy offense is chugging along. They've got a pretty good defense, too. They're a pretty balanced team. As long as the wide receivers perform, and I love Taylor still. I think he just need to work him more. I've said it all year, but Hines I honestly has earned has earned a respectable role too. It's hard to find holes in this Indianapolis team, and Pittsburgh there are a lot of holes. Roethlisberger the line, the defense is kind of hurt. The secondary is not that great. There are a lot of holes, so this is kind of a snap decision. I was on Pittsburgh before, but I think I'm moving to Indy. I'll take Indy minus one and a half. I'll take Indy straight up. This feels like a trap. Pittsburgh's on a three game losing streak, but they don't have the defense they once had. It's a little injured, and. I still never liked Roethlisberger. James Conner, are you healthy? Are, are you going to be healthy? Like, I know he's got, like, serious health issues, which is, like, a real concern um, with COVID and everything like that, right? So it's it's, it's tough, but um, he looks like he's going to play, and I like him better than Benny Snell, so we'll see what the Forrest Buckner can do. Let's let's just say that. I think it's a pretty bad Pittsburgh defensive line. Um, I, I don't know who needs to hear this on Pittsburgh, but Roethlisberger needs to get it together and throw the ball deep instead of throwing the ball so fast to these wide receivers who aren't doing shit with it. Because they're not doing shit with it. You can't trust Juju. You can't trust Deontay. You can't trust Chase. you got to do the old shit of throwing the ball deep a lot. Indianapolis quarterbacks aren't that great. You're going to have to do that a lot if you have the time, which I think you will, even though, you know, the the, the Pittsburgh defensive line or offensive line isn't very good. Um, I think Ben needs to get the ball out. He gets it up, the ball out pretty fast because he's just throwing a lot of screens to wide receivers. But you got to do some different inspired play call, Tomlin. you got to do something. Get the ball deep. This could be a big Chase Claypool game. Uh, 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 not uh, Maybe a regression game for Indianapolis a little bit. Maybe Philip Rivers isn't that good, but... At this point, you got to go where your gut's at. And my gut is at Indianapolis with a very, very well-balanced team to beat Pittsburgh. And then we have the fun, funnest, funnest Cleveland versus Pittsburgh game to win the division next week. Super fun. One of my bold predictions, fun fact, was the Cleveland Browns going 11-5 and winning the division. So, whew, we're, we're hoping for that for for my super special awesome picks. So, we're getting there, boys. Um, in terms of fantasy, um, can T.Y. Hilton keep it up? I think it's possible. You know, uh, Indianapolis is a very good line. Definitely top five. Uh, and Pittsburgh's, you know, rush hasn't been as good besides T.J. Watt. Man, that guy is the reincarnation of J.J. Watt. It's insane. Um, but the defensive line, like I said, has been hurt. They're on a lot of different linebackers, too. Um, I'm starting Taylor. I'm not starting Rivers. I'll start Taylor. I'll start Hilton because he's probably gotten you this far, and I don't want to sit a hot guy. You know, you never want to sit a hot guy. You always want to get in the hot guy. Um, 
So we're, we're, we're going to do that for Hilton. But Pittman, again, is a little tr a little not trustworthy with Pascal. I think next year, I love Pittman, obviously. If you read my stuff early on, I thought he could be Rookie of the Year this year. Um, but that obviously didn't happen and it's not going to happen. I think it should be Justin Jefferson right now. Would have been Burrow if he finished the year, but I think it should be Jefferson, honestly. And I just I just don't like uh, Herbert, if you couldn't tell from this podcast or any of my past podcasts. <laughs> um, so there's that. But yeah, uh, we're going to go Indianapolis straight up. Indianapolis minus one and a half. Start. Taylor, Hilton, that's it. Start Connor. If I'm picking a wide receiver, I'm probably doing Deontay or Claypool. I think I'm sitting Juju. I'll probably sit in Deontay, and I'll go with Claypool. I think it's going to be a big Claypool game, if they're going to try and win, which I think they obviously will. The over-under is 44.5, though. A little low, so that's interesting. The next game, we have, and this is a game I really want to pay attention to. We got Denver versus the Chargers. I want to see Herbert against a very good defense again. I want to see him fucking struggle. Um, the, the line is minus three. I'm taking Denver. And I'm taking Denver straight up. Denver is going to fucking win this game. It's a division game. I don't think Herbert's very good. This defense is going to eat him alive. Drew Locke plays well in the fourth quarter. And he's got Jerry Judy, who's a great wide receiver. And it's going to be great. Melvin Gordon, Philip Lindsay, I believe, should be healthy enough to play. Unless I'm crazy. Um, so we're, we're going with that, man. Chargers aren't that good. They've got a really shitty coach. They aren't going to be able to pull this one out. Division game. Love the defense. We're rolling with Denver. Denver plus three. This is pretty much straight up because I'm... I think this is an LAC, so we're going to take Denver, and then... I honestly... I think, like, the line for, for Denver money line in this one... Uh, it's actually plus 154. I'll be betting on that for sure. Um, so we're going to go with that. We're going to go with a high-powered Denver offense, a high-powered Denver defense. There's a bad LA Chargers team and a bad quarterback. I'm saying it. It's going to happen. Lock it the fuck in. But you can start Keenan Allen, uh, obviously, and Austin Eckler. Don't start Herbert, though. It's a mistake in your championship. You're going to lose because of that if you start Herbert. Honestly, 100%. Um... I don't want you to start Melvin Gordon either. I don't want you to start anyone in Denver, except for Noah Fant, because you're probably going to have to, which I think is fine. He's my sixth-ranked tight end, so I think you're fine with that. But yeah, you are not going to start anyone else. Um, do that. That seems good. Um, yeah, Mike Williams, as much as I want to start him, it's going to be a shutdown game, I think, for Denver. I still like the defense a lot. Obviously, I've been saying that the entire time, pretty much. Um, big fan of their defense still. Uh, Williams just hasn't, isn't doing it, unfortunately. I think he's a great player, a really good wide receiver. I just feel like the offense isn't using him, or Herbert isn't using him. Something's going wrong there, because the talent's obviously there for him, but it's not happening, for whatever reason. Not so sure. But anyway, let's move on. We've only got, oh, we got five more games left. This is a quick podcast, huh? We're gonna get this done quick, which is good. I want to get a nice, easy, quick episode out where I just go over my lines, stuff like that, because next week, I think I'll probably have another guest on, and we'll go over some of the important games that I think will matter, but I want to look, you know, towards the future. I want to look towards the playoffs and see what the playoff matchups look like and, and just ask people about that stuff going forward. So anyway, let's go into a playoff implication game for sure. Carolina versus Washington. Um, the line is Washington minus one. Um, and that's kind of weird to me, but we don't know who the quarterback is going to be for Washington. Even if it's Haskins, I don't give a fuck. We're taking Washington straight up and Washington minus one. Um, I, I don't know why Carolina is, is um supposed to be in this game. I don't think they're getting McCaffrey back. You know, we know at Bridgewater, he's a pretty average quarterback. Uh, Washington defense is top five in the league. We know that, right? The people who do the lines know that, right? What are they What are they seeing that I'm not seeing? Um, I think Gibson should be back. I think Terry should be playing. I'm not 100% sure. It looks like Gibson was limited in practice as of yesterday, December 24th. And McLaurin sat out of practice yesterday. Um, it's not great. Even if he doesn't play, I still like Washington defense the whole Carolina. Um... And, and I still like Haskins at quarterback, even if he doesn't have McLaurin to throw to. I think he can make some stuff happen with the Sims bros and Logan Thomas, who is a great start this week. As much as I would have liked Ian Thomas at the beginning of the year to be a very good pick, eh, it's Logan Thomas who is the good Thomas tight end, unfortunately. 
Um, I think Thomas doesn't crack my top 12, but he, or he might crack, just crack the top 12. It's possible. Um, but we're going Washington easy. This is an easy one. Um, sit guys where you can. I'm starting Anderson over Moore and Samuel. He's probably the only one I want to start in Carolina, to be honest. But if you have to start more, go ahead and do it. Do it at your own dismay. I don't love it. I like Anderson. He's the only one I like versus Washington team. Who's got a great defense, a great defensive line. Bridgewater's going to struggle a shit ton. Um, I still think Haskins is a pretty good quarterback, so I'm not really worried about him. Um, in terms of winning the game, I wouldn't start him, obviously. Carolina defense, like I said at the beginning of the year, and I thought they were getting a little bit better. They have some good playmakers, man. Anything can happen. That Jeremy Chin, two touchdowns in a row shit. That shit could happen because they've got some nice young players who are very talented. They're just not there yet because they're so young. You know, Washington also has a very good offensive line. Um, you know, they, they kept, you know, Scherf in the offseason instead of him. I'm pretty sure it was Scherf. They kept one of the guys on like a tag or something like that. One of the good offensive linemen. He's been playing great this year. Moses has been playing great. They've got a very good offensive line. And I don't really care if Terry's out. It sucks if he is, but we got Washington easy. That's probably why the line is so low. But we're taking it. The over-under is 42. Defensive struggle. Washington wins easy. All right. We've got Dallas and Philly. A very important game. Philly's got to keep win this one to stay alive because they play Washington next week. So if Washington loses, Philly wins, and they beat Washington there, depending on the other stuff, how it shakes out, they could win because they're beating Dallas here. Dallas will obviously lose. Then if the Giants lose against Baltimore, which is definitely possible, um, especially with the line the way it is, Philly's, Philly's in it for a shot. So this is a very important game for them. Um, but anyway, the line is two and a half. Philly is the favorite. I'm going Dallas. I'll take the points in this one. I think it's going to be a close game. I'm probably taking Dallas straight up too. You know, they did beat San Fran. It feels kind of like a trap because I was pretty hard on San Fran beating them, but Andy Dalton looks like Andy Dalton. I don't care if Zeke's playing or not. Even if Zeke is playing, I still think Pollard's going to get a lot of work in there. So roll, roll, uh, make of that what you will. If you, if Zeke Lillard is active and you want to consider starting Pollard on your fantasy team, I think that's a bad mistake. Or even if you want to start Zeke on your fantasy team for Week 17, Week 16, the playoffs uh, championship game, you don't want to do that either. Don't start any of these running backs. But you can start Cooper. You can start Lamb. Um, and you can obviously start Hurts because we don't think Dallas' defense is very good. Start Sanders, but none of the other wide receivers you can start. Jalen Reger might be the only guy I like with Hurts, honestly, which is kind of a big deal for me to say because I was not a big Jalen Hurts fan. Uh, I'm sorry, not a big Jalen Reger fan coming into the, into the year, but... I like what I've seen with Hurts, and I like the way they use him, and they're finally getting around to that, so I'm a big fan. You can start Goddard, too. Um, I don't love it, but it is what it is with tight ends, like I've said 15,000 times in a row. I think it's pretty easy on that one. But I like Dallas in this one, the offense, to keep pace with Hurts. Um, Philly defense, I don't really like that much against Dallas still. Uh, if they have all their weapons, which I think they will, they've got a pretty talented offense with Andy Dalton heading it. He's finally getting a little bit right, <clears throat> which I think he did last week against a, a better defense than Philly has, even with the injuries they have. A way better defense than Philly has. So I like Dalton. I like Dallas in this one. We're going with the better offense. Um, even though Philly has a better defense, I will 100% concede to that. It doesn't matter. Dallas offense, easy one. Um, well, let's move on to the next game. We got three games left. Um, and then I'll probably say some shit at the end. And then we'll be done with this podcast. Nice. Because I need to get back to sleep, dude. I am exhausted. I really hope this new stuff sounds good. Because I, I did a little bit of pre-recording before. And I tried to, like, test it out and see what it looks like. And it, it looks pretty good. You know, not perfect. Not great. But, you know, it is what it is, right? Alrighty then, we have got the Rams and the Seahawks. The line is Seahawks minus one. <clears throat> I'll take the Rams plus one. The Rams already beat the Seahawks this year. I'm like 99% sure, and they're going to do it again. I don't give a fuck what happened in the past. I don't give a shit. The Rams are coming off a terrible loss versus the Jets. They're in position if they win to uh, to be tied with Seattle for the division crown, which I think they have the tiebreakers. I'm pretty sure they beat them once this year, and they'll beat them twice. This will be a rebound game. I love the coaching staff for the Rams more than I like Pete Carroll. Um... I like Wilson better, but I don't care. Rams have a better offense overall. They got a better, uh, they got a better blocking scheme. They got better running backs. I think they got better wide receiving group. 
I like DK and Lockett more than I like Woods and Cup, but I really, really like Reynolds and um, and Van Jefferson more than I like David Moore or any of the other guys I got on Seattle. So I think that really makes up for it. But it's close, obviously. Um, they still got two good tight ends in Higby and... Uh, God, what's the other guy's name? Um, Higby and the guy I never drafted because I don't really care. Whatever. The two tight ends they have, still pretty good. Got a lot of offensive weapons. Even if Seattle's clicking on, on defense, which I think they finally are, we're taking the Rams in this one. The division game could go anyway. You know, I'm not going to bet on this one because it's going to be way too close. But we'll, we'll take the Rams in this one. Um... I, I've got a good feeling about this. The defense is going to come back. This is a bounce-back game for them against a division opponent. I, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't lose, except for Russell Wilson being a king, although he's not MVP candidate anymore, Russell Wilson. He's definitely shown some ability for him to be bad. Like, the Rams, secondary, I think, honestly, Jalen can shut down uh, Metcalf like I think he did the last time, and I believe that we can see uh, Troy Williams uh, shut down uh, Lockett, who he's seen disappear a little bit in the past few weeks, so I'm ready for it, and they're going to be a little run on, on, uh, on my boy. No, oh, there's tea being made if you can't hear that, because it's fucking loud as shit. Um, I don't know why they're doing it when I told them I would be recording a podcast, but it is what it is. Um, I hope that's okay. But anyway, uh, I actually think I should pause this real quick. Cause, uh, well, there goes the tea. Hopefully you didn't hear it. Anyway, um, we have got... Yeah, for fantasy purposes, I think you stay away from the Rams running backs, because it's not Cam Akers. You can start Carson. We're going to not start any of these quarterbacks, because I think, honestly, you go matchups here, because there are a lot of good matchups and guys in the waiver wires, but I don't hate you starting Russell Wilson. I don't hate you starting Jared Goff. It's a division game where I think they're going to be throwing the ball a lot. The over-under is 47 and a half. I'll take the over on that for an easy one. Um, I think we're going to try, when we do bets on, on Sunday, I think I'm going to try and bet all of my money, just get it all there. I think I have like 65 bucks left that I put in 100 at the beginning of the year. We're going to throw it all in there and just see what we get out of it, you know? We normally do that sometimes, especially when I don't have that much money, like we do now. We're just going to throw it out there, and it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun, fun week 16, because I don't really want to bet that much week 17. I probably won't bet at all, really, because I don't like any of those games. I feel weird about picking them even, but I'm going to do it anyway because I have to pick. Um, But yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, um, I think this is a start your studs game, and that's about it, because these guys are a lot of studs and duds, right? And I think that's a pretty easy fantasy advice for you to give. Don't worry about it. Don't overthink this game. Just go out there. It's going to be a division game. It's going to be wild. It's going to be wacky. It's going to be flitting, flailing inflatable tube, man. It's going to be great. Start your studs. That's all you need to do. Pretty much, I could just say that for everyone who I need you guys to start this week. Just start your studs. Don't worry about it. These guys got you here. They will get you to the championship if they've got you this far. I believe in that very much so. Unless there's, like, you know, a guy like James Robinson who might be in our hour. Or any guy who's like her. You know, like Terry McLaurin. Yeah, obviously, I'm a fill-in for those guys. Anyway, let's go on to Tennessee versus Green Bay. We've got... The line is three and a half in favor of Green Bay. I wish this line was bigger. I really wish it was bigger. Because I'm not sure which offense is better at this point. And that might sound crazy, but I feel like Tennessee is a better offense than Green Bay. Green Bay is a better defense than Tennessee, for sure. But, man, is is Green Bay going to be able to stop A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, Tannehill, and Henry? I I don't think so. Can Rodgers keep pace? Yes. Will Aaron Jones finally be the guy we saw at the beginning of the year? Is the injury still bothering him? I feel like it must be. But, God, he, he was so good before, and... I know he had a good game last week, but it was against Carolina. Uh, he did have a good week against Philly, too, that I totally blanked down on, but I'm just missing him in the target stuff, you know? I'm missing him in the reception game. Uh, I feel like he needs to get back to that. They need to use him more like they used to uh, before, you know, like week six or before he got hurt. Um, it's a little weird, but if they get back to that, they can definitely blow out this team and, and win. But I feel like I need a little bit. Looks like it's going to be a snow game. I feel like I need a little bit of Tennessee action, a little bit of upset in my life. So we're going Tennessee over Green Bay. We're going Tennessee minus three, uh, plus three and a half. We're going Tennessee straight up. 
Um, and I think it might be a wake-up call for Green Bay and also for Tennessee possibly being a, a contender this year to uh, to go to the championship, which I would fucking hate and I would actually be really upset about. Uh, I think even over Indianapolis, I think I hate them more currently. So, um, yeah, I would hate that, but that's how I'm picking. No bias here. I will definitely say it, but I definitely won't pick against my better judgment. My better judgment is 100% showing me Tennessee. It's not close. Well, it is close, but, you know, I think the game will be close, but I, I like Tennessee. I like Tennessee with the points a lot. Three and a half is a good spread to get Tennessee on. A very good spread. I feel like it's a little bit baity, but I'm very into it. But I feel like it's baiting in their direction, like baiting Green Bay fans to be like, ah, oh, whatever, we're going to blow out Tennessee. They're in the AFC. They're not as good, but... I think I think it's going the other way a little good. You know, I think I think that's good for the Tennessee betters. Honestly, I might I might lock that in this week or, or today because the line is good. If that's what the line is on DraftKings, uh, still, but I might lock it in today as that. So hopefully it's good. But for fantasy, yeah, I mean, you're starting the Green Bay offense and the Tennessee offense. <laughs> start your studs in this one. Um, Tonyan's a great start. Janu's not a great start, but tight end is shit. So you know what I said about that. I think you can start him. I think that's fine. Um, we're starting Jones Adams. Uh, if you want to take a chance on MVS, I don't hate it. He could definitely get 90 yards and a touchdown on three catches. It's an easy one for me. I definitely like him more, obviously, in a, in a non-PPR league, but I know I don't like to talk about those because I think they're pretty shit. Um, I like Lazard, too, um, but, man, I love Corey Davis, especially because I think Brown will get a lot of Jair, and I think Jair is really good, and I think he'll slow down Brown as much as one can slow down Brown, possibly. But, man, AJ Brown's like a top-10 wide receiver. Uh, but Corey Davis isn't that far behind. He's like probably like a top-25 receiver, um, and I like him a lot, and I love uh, Tannehill. The offensive line's playing pretty well. Green Bay isn't bringing enough rush, I don't think. Um, I, I still love their defense. I got two good pass rushers, for sure. They got Kenny Clark in the middle, Jair Alexander on the outside. I don't hate the safeties, um, especially Amos, the guy they got from the Bears. I, I I like it enough, but is it enough to start Tennessee's offense? I feel like it's not going to be. going to be a great game, though, regardless, I think. So should be a fun game to watch, uh, and I bet there's a lot of fantasy implications on that game, too, for sure. And probably on the Monday Night game, which is the game we're talking about next. We've got Buffalo minus seven and Buffalo straight up. Um... I only bet with Cam Newton that last week, and it burned me the fuck out, and I'm never betting on Cam Newton ever again for the entire rest of my life. Fuck Cam Newton. His offense can't going. Buffalo's defense is playing really well. They're a top contender in the AFC, and they're going to beat the shit out of New England, a division rival. doesn't matter to me. New England always gets fits at the end of the season, <clears throat> and I think a lot of those players are checked out, and I think Belichick's ready to move on to a new quarterback, ready to move on this year in the draft, and I think he probably honestly... Belichick is a dark side Sith. I think he might consider tanking to get a quarterback. Even though that's never happened, he'll never admit it. He'll never do any of that stuff. He does what his best for his organization. He knows what to do. And he's also the GM, man. I think he considered tanking. And I think this team just isn't good enough anyway to beat Buffalo. So it doesn't even matter. They're not going to have Gilmore, I don't think. They have Cam Newton as their quarterback. I don't care if Harris is back. I don't care if Myers is the best best wide receiver they've had in 15 years since Randy Moss or whatever the fuck. It doesn't matter. Or since Julian Edelman was good, which was like five years ago or four years ago, whatever. Um. It doesn't matter. Uh, Buffalo's going to blow him out. And there isn't really much to say about it besides start Josh Allen, start Stephon Diggs, start Cole Beasley. Don't start the running backs. I don't care if Singletary had that giant-ass run to get him a touchdown last week. That was bullshit, and that shouldn't have happened. I don't think it'll happen against a disciplined New England defense, hopefully. But, you know, maybe discipline breaks down when uh, maybe the Belichick method, the Patriots way, doesn't work when you're getting your ass handed to you and you're 6-8 and eight in Week 16. We'll have to see about that. I still definitely don't trust Moss, but again, division games are always tough. I'm still taking minus seven, still taking Buffalo. Could be a mistake. Cam Newton can still run the ball, but God, I'm, I'm just not betting with Cam. I know how bad of a quarterback he is. You all, if you've seen a game, you know this guy's inaccurate as fuck, and he's not being able to keep up with Josh Allen if New England's defense isn't on point, and they probably won't be this week. So that's all I've got. We handled this in what? Let me check. What do we handle this in? We got it done in, looks like 46 minutes, 47 minutes. So it'll be a little under an hour. That's pretty good. You know, it'll be probably under 50 minutes actually at this point. Um, 
so yeah, I'm done with the predictions. Uh, week 16, the last uh, last week of real football for the most part for most teams. Um, some will obviously play, you know, like maybe we'll get the Cleveland and the Pittsburgh um, final game for the division. That could be really fun. Um, but yeah, we're, we're, we're done with this. Um, if you're listening all the way to the end, I really appreciate it. I really appreciate even if you listen to the first five minutes of it. I, I really do, honestly. Um, hopefully this new mic sounds good. If you've been sticking with me the entire season and listen to my stuff, I think I've proven that I'm pretty good. You know, if you check out the website, I'm above 500, probably like, 20 games above 500 in terms of picks against the spread. I'm at like 143 and like 70 for picks straight up. Um, I think I do a pretty good job at predicting things. I watch a lot of film, although admittedly less so in the last few weeks. It's been tough with work, my actual job. So, um, But I still think I've got a pretty good read on these teams. Should be a fun time going to the playoffs. I'm really excited for that. And if you're still listening, I really appreciate it. We are actually four days away from the one-year anniversary of the podcast. I'll hopefully just put out a little blurb and be like, hey, we did one year. Let's put it out real quick. We've gone a whole year. It'll be really fun. Um, yet my entire 27 year, I've been doing a podcast, 27 year nerds. I'm, I'm 28 now. Uh, I just want to say it's been a great ride. Uh, Merry Christmas. If you're listening on Christmas, which is when this will come out and, uh, happy holidays. I, I, I really, um, appreciate you guys listening and I really appreciate any support you give me just listening. You know, I, I don't ever expect to make money from this. I don't ever expect to do much of this besides get people to listen to me. Cause I think I've got good ideas and, uh, that's it. So I really appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening and, uh, have a good day. That's it for this episode of the Bacon Game Sports Pod. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And follow Jesse on Twitter at E-S-S-E-J-T-H-E-S-L.